Welcome to episode 27 of the 24-Hour Hustle Show, and today we got co-founder and executive director of One Nation Mentoring. Welcome to the 24-Hour Hustle Show. I'm your host, Anthony Freeze, and today we got special guest Kevin McNair, and also this is the show where we get to find out what people are doing with their 24 hours and how they are maximizing on that time, and I've been hearing a lot about you. I've, I've seen a lot of the work that you've been doing, um, you know, from being in, featured in Young Black Pittsburgh, Brian Burley was featured on this show before as well, from Julius, and, you know, just from all the different connections that we've been able to develop over time just in doing the show. Um, your name fell into my lap because you got nominated, so checked out a lot of the things that you've been doing in the community uh, with One Nation Mentoring, and I definitely think it's a, a great positive thing that you're doing for the community to impact lives, and uh, I'm just glad to have you on the show to be able to share your story, you know, talk about your upbringing, and, you know, just talk about all the things that you're doing One One uh, Nation Mentoring, so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, dear brother. I definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, for people who do not know, like we do on every every episode, um, for people who don't know who you are, uh, give us your background, um, what it is that you've done or some of the things that's inspired you, uh, some of your influences and things like that, just so people can know who you are. Yep. Well, again, thank you for having me on the show. I'm Kevin McNair, Executive Director of One Nation Mentoring. Uh, I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and growing up, I really didn't have too many male influence or positive male role models. So, unfortunately, in that, I really figured out how to live life the wrong way based off what I just saw in the streets and just me and my friends. So, mm-hmm. uh, that really just gave me a backdrop for what I'm doing now. Not that uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have been uh, to going through a lot of things as a youth, because now it's just more, uh, it's just a, a greater knowledge base that I have working with today's youth. Right. But uh, I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, it's all natural on this show. I mean, we keep it real here, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very conversational. So I mean, you're good. Okay, cool. So yeah, I ended up going to, uh, I ended up graduating from high school in Charlotte and going to went to Southern State University, mm-hmm. and from that I transferred to Slippery Rock University. As I was in Slippery Rock, uh, unfortunately my cousin had got killed at a house party of Cal U. Mm-hmm. And during that time I was in a non-profit class, but really I was just taking the class just to get an easy A. Mm-hmm. And I had really zoomed through the class, And uh, but when he passed, my teacher saw just how much grief I had, and she knew how powerful I was. And she was saying that, uh, even though I may not have seen it in myself at the time, she's seen something greater in me than I saw. And she was saying, like, how can we turn your grief into something good? Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do was really I just created uh, a template program then in college, which was uh, called Helping Hand, which was like a piece of One Nation mentoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, and from that, I really had the opportunity to be a Heinz Fellow once I graduated. And in that, I got to Pittsburgh Public School, really helping kids graduate and get ready for college. And then it was only a two-year commitment. So once that program ended, uh, myself and my two other co-founders really just created One Nation mentoring, really just to fill that void that way, hopefully, uh, no other family had to feel the way we feel when my cousin was killed because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that the African-American male that we're working with were actually critical thinkers. So mm-hmm. if you do do something to somebody, you know what can happen to you rather than uh, I was a product of my environment. And I saw how just me growing, I seen my friends and some people I know not only get taken by the streets but also get taken by the system. Mm-hmm. So I also understand just how the system can take people 
who don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. So I wanted to really just create something different mm -hmm. to where youth not only feel empowered and feeling uh, and have a vision for their lives, but they, they see success as something attainable. Right. I mean, and that and that's hugely important. I mean, to be able to impact those type of people that may come from struggling situations mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, take us a little bit back on you know on your story of like what are some of the challenging things that you may have went through or some of the struggles that you may have faced that and and what and what was the moment that maybe uh, made you want to you know change and, mm -hmm. and maybe start to impact other people. Right, so ever, like I said, growing up, myself and my friends were really our own father figures, if mm. that makes sense. We really yeah. didn't have anybody to follow, <clears throat> but really we just did what we thought we should be doing based off what we saw on TV or what we may have heard in music. And it was like, well, we're supposed to be doing these things. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be hustling. We're supposed to be fighting outside in the street because this is, we didn't have anybody telling us so this is what we thought our norm was. Mm -hmm. So like growing up, just getting in trouble, uh, I had a lot of challenges as far as just getting caught in the laws, getting kicked out of a school, mm -hmm. just... Uh, so many mistakes and so many hardships that I had to face based off things that I created for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm just rolling with my friend, but really I'm just creating more problems that's going to uh, not only take time, but take resources and take money and also stress my mom out and just stress me people that love me out. So uh, really just getting in trouble. But what was mind shifting to me was, like I said, in high school, I was hustling. I started hustling when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have everything I thought I should have or I didn't have the things I know I could get, but I had the resources to get those things. But unfortunately, those resources were drugs in my in my neighborhood. So, mm -hmm. uh, hustling since I was fourteen, all the way through high school, even went to college. I really didn't want to go to college. My mom was like, "Man, you got a three point five. You smart enough to do it. Mm -hmm. We just got to understand how we can use your strength and your skills for something greater than you think it is." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay at home and just hustle with my friends and just chill outside because I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave right. my comfort zone." Yeah, and she really just pumping me on being uncomfortable get being being comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. so she was like nah you gotta go to, you gotta go somewhere you can't stay here you know what i'm saying so yeah. like i gotta go to college now you know what i'm yeah. saying so i so i ended up going to college with uh was excelling in college it was cool i went to winston Salem state like i said earlier it was a dope experience but what i did was take that same street mentality with me from charlotte to college with me mm -hmm. so as i was in college i kept hustling still hustling still hustling and i honestly thought that i was going to retire like I thought I was going to throw parties and hustle my whole life. Like, I would be 80 years old throwing parties yeah. and still like still hustling the people around me because that was my reality. Uh -huh. And that's sad that a young man who isn't a kid anymore could think that that's his life path. Mm -hmm. But that's how, I mean, that's how so many other adults just in the world think. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I took that same mentality in, from the street to school. I was still excelling, but I was still in the streets. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when I was in Winston State, I ended up getting indicted. Mm. So I ended up getting... Uh, having a big a big little case I had some charges and everything so uh that really shifted my mentality then mm -hmm. and I had went to jail and I got out I'm like uh I woke up I had 55 missed calls and wow. everybody who called me besides my cousin had wanted something from me. they wanted some drugs or something from me mm -hmm. and I ended up calling my mom and I woke up I'm like man if I stay here I'm gonna die go to jail period because it's to the point to where I'm not just doing it for me just to get five or ten dollars but it's people whose family is dependent on me and when you have to look somebody in the eyes and be like, well, I can't give you something that they know you have, it's, it takes a toll on your body. So I'm like, man, I got to do something different or I already know the results that can happen to me. So mm -hmm. my cousin uh, who lives in Pittsburgh, she was from Pittsburgh, and my uncle who's actually a preacher up here, she was like, uh, well, come up here for a different change of scenery. Mm -hmm. My dad knows somebody that can probably get you in college of Slippery Rock. Just come here for something different. So I really came here, and that was the first catalyst that really shifted my life into the uh, trajectory that... 
I'm doing now. So I'm, I'm, blessed. Mm. I'm blessed. So who are some of the people that you feel like uh, may have influenced that paradigm shift in your mindset to really turn a new leaf and really actually start to move in the direction that you're moving in right now? Uh, when I think back about me just growing up, it probably was the only male that was there. Like I said, we didn't have any male mentors or role models, but my cousin, well, my friend, he had an uncle. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, the only thing he really gave us was a scale. So when I came up here, my uncle, who was Reverend Grayson, was just doing so many amazing things in the community. And I saw how his passion for wanting to make a difference was really resonating to people I was meeting. They were like, are oh, you Reverend Nephew? And they were like, oh, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. Just, just the way that they spoke highly about him showed me that there are men that you could want, that you should want to be like, that can give you the feeling that you want to feel. Because when I was hustling, the same feeling that they I had when they spoke about him, that's the feeling I got. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about really me just trying to make our money, but it was like, no, how can I help people who don't have the resource to help themselves? So right. of course, as I had it, I'm gonna make sure that y'all are straight. But when I came here and saw just how they spoke to him, it really shifted my ideology about what I could be doing. When I thought back on the man who I knew, I'm like, well, he only gave me a scale. Like, it's sad that a grown man would give it to a kid, but it showed me that it was two different types of people in the world. Mm-hmm. And that day alone, I made this conscious decision to be like who I wanted to be like, and which is really just like my uncle, just really just him is being grounded not only in the community but also in just the work that you do and mm. his passion. Yeah, and that's what's up. I mean, you know, always having, you know, somebody of a positive influence to kind of help change and develop your mindset is always impactful. I mean, that actually goes and ties in perfectly into mentorship because mm. when you have a mentor, you have somebody that is in life where you want to be or they are living the example that you want to live up to and uh, just having somebody like that in your life and to be able to follow in that that idea of that kind of person that is an example and, and have other people start to look up to you and say hey I want to be like Kevin mm-hmm. like that that is um, very great things that happens when you have a mentor mm-hmm. and people in your life that are that example um, because it definitely influences your mindset a lot, and our mindset is is very important that you want to be able to protect and also mm-hmm. make sure the people that you have around you are influencing you in the right way. So um, that's huge. Yeah. So let's talk about the idea of how you started to develop, you know, One Nation Mentoring and how that all started. Because I know you said um, you you were starting the uh, nonprofit program yeah. and you kind of flew through that. Yeah. yeah um, and yeah. then I ca- I think that's I think when we talked before that's just kind of when that idea started to come about. So tell us a little bit about that. And, you know, the story behind the, the why. Okay, cool. So, uh, as I stated, when I was in Winston-Salem State, uh, my major was business marketing. Mm-hmm. And when I transferred to Slippery Rock, a friend of mine was like, man, you want to take get an easy A? <laughs> come up to get an A. I'm like, yeah, can you? Know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely need one of those yeah, just to yeah, get yeah. my grades back balanced from when I was down there and I had to leave school. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah of course I can use the easy A. But when, uh, as I was taking that class, my cousin got killed. It really shifted something inside of me. And uh, when I passed the class, I know I didn't put my all into it, so I actually took the class again just because I wanted to take it again to really invest in that class. Uh-huh. Like I said, the Heinz Endowments, they picked 10 African-American males from all across America to go inside Pittsburgh Public High School to really just show kids how to make that difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were doing that. Uh, I was at Bashir High School. One of the co-founders was at Obama, which had a great academic program there, and another co-founder was at Westinghouse, mm-hmm. which had uh, a great character development kind of piece with social, just different social skills. So uh, it was a two-year commitment. We were working inside the schools, helping kids get graduated. But that showed me something different. It showed me the insides of houses and the insides 
the lives of the youth. Mm-hmm. And I saw then how they didn't have, they were just like me. They didn't have any males showing them how to do the right thing. They didn't have any systems of success to really stand on to position them for something greater than they saw themselves. And I know firsthand how if you don't see greatness, it's kind of hard to obtain. Right. Like, I wanted to be Jeezy growing up. I wanted to be T.I. So right. it was like, <laughs> so I did those things. I hustled. So, mm-hmm. I, so I understood that if, if they didn't see anything greater, they wouldn't want to do anything greater. Mm-hmm. But it was only a two-year commitment. So when the program was coming to an end, we was like, so what we got to do now? Right. It was all 10 of us. Everybody was like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then myself and the two other co-founders, we was like, no, nah, we can't just, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's this? What all black men do. Mm-hmm. Work somewhere, come inside kids' lives, and when the job's over, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, because when we leave, when we go home, they're still living their lives. They don't have the liberty to not be in the space that they're in. Mm-hmm. So uh, myself and then two other co-founders, one was from Obama and one was from Westinghouse. So what we did was create a hybrid program where we took the best academic supports from Obama, uh, bring them in, took the best social support skills from Westinghouse, uh, took the best character development skills from Bashir, and really created a hybrid program. And uh, when that school year ended, what we did was the principal was like, uh, you guys did an amazing job, you did a great job here, how can we get you to come back to work for the district, but to work inside of Brashear? Mm-hmm. And I was saying how, uh, I know the truth, I'm like, man, unfortunately, uh, every kid that we see is a part of some system that they've been involved in. Mm-hmm. So all the graduates are part of the Pittsburgh public system and that you guys aren't happy with. So how can we create our own program to work with the system to create the results that we know we can create mm-hmm. rather than being a part of the system which is broken now how can we come in and really partner with the system so that's kind of how we had the idea based off the work that we were doing mm-hmm. that's also how we had the passion just to know that what we're doing is right and just to keep pushing forward mm-hmm. and from your perspective um what would you say and why would you say mentorship is so important in these kids lives what like what's the purpose of putting mentorship a mentorship program in place for these kids and these children? Because it gives them a real sense of reality. I think that because how fast America is and how instant it is, a lot of kids have a false sense of reality. They mm-hmm. don't think that what's real can happen to them. Mm-hmm. And I know that they all want things this quick, just this quick. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of the world we live in. Mm-hmm. You live in the microwave era, you can put something in, the microwave hit one minute, and it's done that fast. Mm-hmm. And they unfortunately think that you can hop into the street, sell drugs, and you get rich that fast, and they can be the next chief keep. Mm. or the next young guy. But that's not that's not everybody's reality. So right. it's like, we knew that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, the importance of mentorship is important because like I said, I wanted to be Jeezy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be T.I. And the only thing they did was hustle and talk about hustling. And somebody should be like, well, King, I understand what you want to do, but to get to your goal, that's not the right way to get there. Mm-hmm. I would think that those things could help me get to my goal faster when that wasn't the truth. So I think that if we're able to mentor people, we're able to give kids a... a a first-hand look at what's real, like what's realistic, and what we have to do differently to get the results that we want. So it really just gives us like a real-life playbook that we can really follow and see and see success as attainable. Like well, I see what he's doing, so maybe if I ask him what he's doing, he can really show me. Mm-hmm. But if I want to be successful and I don't know what you're doing, then well maybe me walking into the middle, of, me walking down the middle of Center Avenue, that that'll get me where he is. But really, that'll only get me hurt. Mm-hmm. So really, just being that first line of defense to success. Right. And I also like it because, I mean, you're sharing something positive. And I feel like with some people, they, they want to get that quick fix. And they see, like, people like, to your point, like, Young Jeezy and, you know, people out there selling, you know, whatever it may be, uh, something that shouldn't be sold in the community. But, you know, just 
and, and seeing the lifestyle that they live, they want to live that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but necessarily the way that they're doing it is not the best way to go about it. Right. But when you're able to show someone actually doing something positive and somebody that's still getting the recognition that you can, you know, want and deserve and actually do something positive out of it and still see people winning, mm-hmm. that's the avenue that you want to go after because um, we definitely live in a time period where, you know, there's a lot of negative out there. It's almost hard to drown it out with social media and media in general. And I just feel like it's a great time where people that are doing positive things, it's time for us to have our platform mm-hmm. and actually have positivity start winning mm-hmm. again and uh, start shedding that light into the darkness some more. And letting this, and, and I just feel like people that are doing positive things, such as you and I, you know, having platforms like this to amplify mm-hmm. our loudness and, and our positivity and showing kids like, hey, you don't have to be out here in the streets doing this and that. We can still show you a better way to obtain those results that mm-hmm. you want and actually do something positive. Right. So um, that's what I love about this platform. Yeah. We're, we are amplifying the positivity. Mm-hmm. So I, I love what you're doing with uh, One Nation Mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Thank you. No, absolutely. You deserve it. Um, and and as far as like starting up your own program, you know, there may be somebody watching right now that want to start up their own program. What were some of the initial challenges in the beginning of getting this started that you faced and how did you and your co-founders overcome that? Uh, again, it's hard. It's definitely hard. Like, you know, any organization, any business is definitely uh it's 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 hard being in a new space where you don't know all that can happen that's wrong mm-hmm. because you know what you know you know what you don't know and there's some things you don't even know you don't know so yes. it's like you, you don't even know what you don't know how can you really attack it and move forward but it's it's just it's whatever you put your mind on so I would say first either get somebody get connected with somebody in that field mm-hmm. or get a mentor in that space that way they can show you what to do uh, and just keep moving forward. We didn't have the help to understand how to build an organization, so unfortunately, we spent money, we did different things that we didn't have to do just to really uh, try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So some of the biggest challenges is just not knowing what you're supposed to do so uh, and not knowing who to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So how did you overcome some of those? Like, who were you able to get in contact with, the, you know, start, you know, identifying how you want to build up your mentorship program or... What were some of the challenges, and how did you overcome, you know, building up your organization and your team? Uh, we still going through some of the challenges today, but really, it just our situation was different because, based off our passion, we just ran moving forward. We knew that, regardless, with help or not, we are the solution to our communities. Mm-hmm. We can't wait for somebody to come in and save us. So it's like, nah, if you want to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's hard. Of course, you're going to lose money. Of course, you're going to lose resources, but. You gotta get it done. So we just had to hop online, look for the different, uh, like type in what we wanted, and then just do. It. I, I'm trying to figure it out, like the shortcut way or the easy way, but there is no easy way. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there's no easy way. You just gotta do the work. Think about what you want to do and write down everything first. So it's like, what? Who do you want to help? Mm-hmm. How do you want to help them? Is doing these things really the best way to help them, or can you do something else and still have that same impact? Mm-hmm. It's about just understanding what you want to do and then identifying the people or the system that can help you. Mm-hmm. So if I know that I want to get in contact with somebody at a foundation to support my program, I don't know anybody, well, let me reach out to Anthony because he's cool with such and such and such. Mm-hmm. And it's also about relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that's a big part of it. If I'm mm-hmm. cool with you and I know you're doing a positive thing, then I'm going to plug you in, yo, he's doing a great program. You have to give out money anyway. How can you guys partner and begin to collaborate? So mm-hmm. I will also say that as well. Collaboration, that goes a big way because what you don't know, somebody else may know. Mm-hmm. So by me working with you, and you understand how passionate I am about my work, you will connect me with somebody anyway mm-hmm. based off our interests. So it's like really just staying focused. Don't listen to people who tell you 
to quit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want you to start your own business because you they feel as if you're taking money from their pocket or they just may not want you to be successful, even though y'all are the same people. It's like yeah. everybody wants you to be successful. Right. And you have to understand that. And you have to understand that your life not about nobody else's life. So whatever it is you feel God deposit in your heart, run with it, go with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be easy. Definitely for a fact, for a second, don't think that you're going to hop in and just going to be successful. No, you're going to have some struggles. <laughs> right, absolutely. People might not rock with you because of who you know or who you're cool with. People may not like you because of what you're trying to do. They may love the work that you're doing, but they may just hate that you're the one doing it. So it's like you have to not only know what's going on, but be mindful of really just what you want to do and take the right step. Absolutely. I think the two things that you hit on that, I I feel like the reason why you've been able to be successful in uh, One Nation Mentoring is you're passionate about it and you've been able to collaborate with great people in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, You definitely got to be passionate about anything you start because, you know, to your point, you're definitely going to run into struggles uh, in starting anything that you do, whether it's a business, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's a podcast, whether it's, you know, a cookbook or whatever it may be, you're going to definitely... uh, encounter some struggles in the beginning but if you're passionate mm-hmm. about it you'll be able to see it through because regardless of the results or what happened or whether you may be faced with you're so passionate about it that you're not going to allow that to happen it's like you see a roadblock you're going to push right through it mm-hmm. anyway right. so um, being passionate about the things that you do and having it be authentic to you is it's huge because in your in, and even just listening to your story and why you've created, you know, One Nation Mentoring, it's authentic mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you're truly passionate about. And it works for you because it's true to who you are. Yeah. So people connect with the story. People connect to the mission. People connect to where you're trying to go with it. And people want to work with you. And uh, a lot of success comes out of that. And then the collaborations yeah. start to come, too, because people see something that you believe in. Mm-hmm. They see the passion that you're putting into it. And, uh, you know, people want to start to collab with you. And that's where the magic really starts to happen. Because then you start to maximize the numbers. Mm -hmm. And people start looking like, this thing Kev started like a year ago. He's starting to get some people behind it. Like, he's doing big things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and and that's where the magic really starts to happen. So, um, yeah, I I would say those two things are definitely key in uh, starting anything. And I would say maybe the most important, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, because at times you will... Finances will become an issue. Uh, figuring out what's next will become an issue. But mm-hmm. if you're passionate about it, you're gonna keep pushing forward anyway because you know that without you and you pushing forward, mm-hmm. nothing will change. Right. So it's like you know why you're doing it, and it's, it's attached to something greater than yourself. So mm-hmm. you definitely have to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the uh, the strengths that you find within yourself mm-hmm. when your back is up against yeah. the wall. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because uh, it, it's just funny. It's like different strengths that you felt like you didn't know you had. And then when you get a lot of pressure put on you and your back is up against the wall and you actually proceed forward anyway, you start to discover yeah. new strengths within yourself. So that builds a lot more character, it too. It does, it does. And that's kind of scary as well because it really shows you how truly great you are. Mm-hmm. It shows you that if you tell yourself you can or you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. If you say, I can do this, you will. If you say, I can't do this, you won't, mm-hmm. period. Because at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, whatever you don't do won't get done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you want to get somewhere, what you going to do? How, how, what are you doing today to get you closer to that goal? Mm-hmm. So it, it does push you to a different level, but it just pulls something out of you that shows you what you can do and it motivates you to keep working with and keep collaborating with people because you know that 
the vision that you do see can come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of good insight in there. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, so what's the, like the big mission that you're looking for uh, One Nation to you know accomplish? Like, What are some of the big goals? Because I know before the show you said you got a lot of ideas that you're looking to pursue. What are some of those ideas that you're looking to ha- have happen? So really, you know, uh, our, our main mission is to really just encourage positive and healthy change and healthy life decisions by really just... Uh, Define the negative narrative. I mean, the negative stereotype of African American males. Mm-hmm. So we intend to do, and what one of our big goals would be was to uh, basically infuse all public schools, private schools, charter schools, uh, parochial, any kind of school, just to get more community-centered leadership inside the space, mm-hmm. and also just get community. Uh, driven people in those spaces not to only show students how to navigate uh, the spaces of being inside school but also to work with teachers to get them to become more culturally competent to better serve the students that they work with mm-hmm. that way we're not only able to reach the students and say because everybody thinks the kids is broken like oh look at the kids doing these things nah the kids are products of the things that they've been through in life and what they've been allowed to do mm-hmm. so we can uh, get One Nation staff into all schools to say yo king we shouldn't do these things in school and show them how to coach which and navigate the space of being in school and to use it as a resource rather than seeing school as an obstacle, but then able to work with the system, which is the teachers and the administration, to really not only support the student but also create foundations of success. Then we're really not able to, we're, we're able to change the system inside and out. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our big goals. Also, just to get young kings and young queens to understand the power of critical thinking, mm-hmm. the power of understanding the importance of decision making mm-hmm. and different things of how everything we do not only affect ourselves but those around us. I think that the society we live in right now is sometimes selfish mm-hmm. by doing things only for us mm-hmm. and what we want to do at the moment when really that has created the ideology of how we are where we are now. Like, nah, it's, it's about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about how we can work together and how I can support what you're doing and how you support what other people are doing. That way we're able to be our own support system rather than running to other people for help. Nah, we are our own solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that, I'm a big believer in that as well, just being able to add value to other people. Yeah. I mean, more good comes out of that anyway, just yeah. in trying to help someone else. Because if you're, if I'm able to help you and I help you see something succeed and you being the good-hearted person that you are, automatically you're going to maybe want to help yeah. me too. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's there's just magic in wanting to help other people and just doing something out of the goodness of your own heart. Mm-hmm. Good things are going to come to you. I mean, they, you know, it's in the, the Bible. You mm-hmm. read what you sow. So if you want good to come to you, you put good out into the world. You want to, you want somebody to, you know, come to your show, then you go to their shows. You want yeah. people to support your your products, then you support their products. Like, you you get the things that you put out into the world. You also get what you speak into the mm-hmm. world, to, the, to your point of um, when people say, oh, I can't do this, I can't mm-hmm. do that. Well, if that's what you're going to speak out into the world, then you probably ain't right. going to do it. Mm-hmm. So you got to also, you know, speak positively. Y'all so got to also put the action in and do positive things. And those things are going to come back to you automatically. Yeah. I mean, you don't uh, always have to necessarily always worry about um, expecting somebody, mm-hmm. uh, expecting something out of what you do. I feel like it's going to come anyway if you're just going to do it out of the goodness of your heart regardless. Period, period. And our motto, uh, that leads, that, that's a great point to push us to our motto. Our motto is think great, act great, be great. Mm-hmm. And it's only the truth. Mm-hmm. If you think great and think about doing good things and you're acting great and acting on what you're thinking about doing and that's also a great thing, you have no option but to be great. Right. And I tell my kids all the time, you can't say, uh, I want better grades, I want to be great, but you're not doing homework. You're not going to class because that's not acting great. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be great and you're actually doing the things you need to do to better yourself, you will be great because mm-hmm. it's a one plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just that 
that uh that mind frame and mm-hmm. just and just really getting them to switch from the fix to the growth mindset. Mm. And that's one of the great things that I really like that you're doing with One Nation uh, mentoring is that you're starting with their mindset, mm-hmm. and that's where it all starts. I mean, if you if you have a good mindset that is being influenced by the right things, by you know, with the people that you associate with, to the books that people are reading, mm-hmm. to what you're listening to, those things highly influences us and in the way we de- develop our mindset. And I and I like that you're going right. Right at the source and you know putting positive influences in people's life and trying to get people that may be in struggling situations associated with people that mm-hmm. are doing great things and so that they can be able to listen to them and be able to get the knowledge and the wisdom that they are been able to obtain and be able to share that with them so that they can start to internalize that information and start to apply it to themselves and start to act accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer that. We're a big believer in that. And we also one thing we try to do. We don't only just show students. Uh, here goes some Steelers. Here goes some Penguin player that's come to talk to you guys. But here goes a janitor. Here mm-hmm. goes uh, a grandma. Here goes a, a first grade teacher. Because sometimes students see, sometimes the youth see adults as just only adults mm-hmm. and don't think that they go through things themselves. Right. And we try to show the youth that nah, these are people. Mm-hmm. These are your, this is maybe your grandma mm-hmm. who's stretched out. Uh, this janitor, even though it's a janitor or custodian, this is what they chose to do, and they have greatness inside them as well. They have brilliant ideas. They have brilliant things they can share to the world. And that way, we're adding value to all people, not just, oh, he's a principal, he's a doctor, I'm going to listen to them. No, nah, mm-hmm. it's people all around you every day. Now, let's just be mindful and let's take in all the seeds of greatness that they can sow into us that we can take them and be able to just move forward. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then, uh, so what's, like, the legacy that you're looking to lay down with this? Like, what's, like, the big game plan that you're looking to have happen or just, you know, with all the things that you're looking to do in life? Uh, really, hopefully, just uh, a, a change and a shift in ideology of what people think cool is, what people think success is, and really just the critical thinking. I think that's a great part. I, I think that so many uh, African Americans who have so many great things to contribute, unfortunately, are either in jail or in the grave, mm-hmm. that that may be the cure for AIDS. That may be the cure for so many things that we're missing. But if we can be mindful about what we want to do, how we're going to do it and work well with others, I believe that we can really shift what our world looks like. Mm-hmm. So I think that my biggest legacy is, is if we could not only begin to think differently, but also how can we begin to take over some of these systems? Because these, nobody really want to talk about the policy change or the system that we're a part of but everything that we see outside is a product of that. Mm-hmm. So we want to change kids who are in school for 10 to 12 years of their lives. How can we embed to the system and help them change the system that way we can be- begin to produce what we want to see? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. And then uh, as we get closer to wrapping up, um, is there anything that may be on your heart or on your mind that you want to share that we didn't get the opportunity to talk about? Or is there a way for people to get in contact and be a part of the program and, and things like that? Um, uh, that you may want to share that, like I said, that may be on your heart or mind, um, because right now the platform is kind of yours for to share whatever you, that may be on your mind. Appreciate you. Uh, well, we'll definitely uh, reach out to us. We have uh, a wonderful website, one na- the number one, nationmentoring.org, where you can check out different things about what we're doing and how you may be able to volunteer, come in, just eat lunch with somebody, or just begin just to share your story, because whatever your story is, is greatness to it. Whoever you are, you have passion and you have purpose. So we would love to hear, just to hear from that. We also are having our first inaugural event this year, which is our One Nation Sneaker Ball. And what we're asking is all guys and gentlemen come with tuxes and suits on mm-hmm. and women to wear dresses and gowns. But everybody has to wear tennis shoes mm-hmm. to take a walk in the shoes of our youth. Yeah, so, that's going to be dope. Yeah, that's going to be something <laughs> super dope. We're, gonna, we're trying to uh, – everything we do is as well as intentional. 
So we want to have not only dope community leaders there, also the foundation community and the philanthropists with uh, just community leaders and just community supporters who not only love our work, but also have their own passion. Mm -hmm. Because then we can begin to not only get these mindful leaders in the space, but also with these foundation executives who can fund some things. That way we can begin to, to really create some some also and some changes as well. So mm -hmm. we got a, a, a couple of different things coming up that we're definitely excited about. And, uh, well, that's good stuff. Well, yeah. we're we, we looking forward to see that stuff roll out. Um, and then as we are starting to do at the end of every episode, um, we are allowing guests to put out a 24-hour challenge for anybody watching the episode that may feel inspired, motivated, maybe touched by your story or connected to it. Um, we are putting out a 24-hour challenge that the guest is going to propose. Uh, so what is a challenge that you will propose to the audience that they can do effectively right now mm -hmm. and actually start to take action on whatever it may be. Cool. Right now, my 24-hour challenge is I want you to take out a young person who may not be related to you, whom you may not know at all, but just to take them out for lunch, take them out for breakfast, and just share your story. Talk to them. Even if it's nothing big, just how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. So often I think it's a big disconnect among generations. But it's because we don't have that conversation. It's because we only feel comfortable talking to the people that we feel comfortable speaking to and no one else. Until the whole world sees who we are, until we're able to accept everyone else, the world will continue to be working in silos. So mm -hmm. if you can just do me a favor for our 24-hour challenges, take somebody to lunch. Take a young person out and just speak to somebody who you may not have spoken to before. Hashtag 24-hour hustle. Hashtag one nation mentoring get it us I'll definitely repost and retweet it but I want to see us begin to, to be the change that we want to see absolutely that, that's an awesome challenge <laughs> that's good stuff um, well yeah we definitely appreciate you appreciate for being you, on the man. show brother um, we definitely gotta do this again I Most mean because definitely. you got a lot of things going on I definitely want to see how it progresses and mm -hmm. changes and grows and uh, we want to definitely keep track of your progress Most so uh, you know definitely appreciate you coming on hey thanks for having me your brother keep doing what you're doing my man absolutely much, much needed much appreciate needed. it appreciate it so now that we know what Kevin does with his 24 hours, definitely accept that challenge. Definitely leave comments below whether you accepted it, whether you took somebody out, because, you know, that's a, definitely a beautiful thing uh, just to be able to have happen. So definitely leave a comment down below, subscribe, turn on notifications, and we will see you on the next episode.